Hello friends, Skip here. Next episode of Finding Meaning. I hope all things are well with you. As I always say, I sincerely mean that. Uh, I want to talk for the next probably 10 minutes, maybe a little longer if I start to ramble. I want to talk about transactional spirituality. I've talked about this before. Uh, I think it's something that we need to revisit. Uh, But I want to tell you about an epiphany I had when it comes to transactional religion or spirituality. So first, let me tell you what I mean when I say transactional spirituality. Uh, We sell spirituality and religion. I'm going to put both together. I I don't believe they're the same thing. I believe there's the spiritual side of our life, and then there's the religious side of our life. But both can be bought at a price. There is a great marketplace for uh, things pertaining to your life and the transcendent reality that we all sense is true. Now, sometimes that transaction can happen through money, right? You can go and you can buy a book on spirituality. I've done that. I will continue to do that. Sometimes they're worth the money. Sometimes I regret regret, uh, buying the book, but that's my choice. So that's one way in which spirituality and religion can be transactional. But I want to talk about a deeper part of especially religion that is transactional is really about you getting something for a price. And then I want to talk about how that's not really what this is about. That's not really what spirituality is about. So let me tell you about an epiphany I had. And it was an epiphany that I had in seminary, actually. Uh, It was a moment in my education when I put two and two together. Uh, And for some reason, I just was not awake enough until that moment to really fully understand what was being said. And I I think, you know, that has a lot to do with spiritual growth, that there are just some things you're not ready to hear. uh, And so when you're ready, the universe will, will allow you to hear it. And it was really during this particular, I think it was a class, at, at the seminary I was attending to get my courses done to become ordained, that I really realized that what I was being asked to do was a transactional thing. Now, it took me a lot of years after that to, to finally come to terms with what I was doing. We'll talk about that in another podcast. But it was really in this moment that I understood that religion, especially religion, is a very transactional deal. And so let me tell you uh, sort of the thought that happened to me during this particular epiphany, one of many I've had, by the way. So in the Christian faith, at least in the Protestant seminary I went to, let me say it that way, I won't tell you what denomination. If you know me personally, you already know. If you don't know me, it doesn't matter. But it was a mainline denomination. 
And there was a lot of talk about how you can receive God's grace through believing in Jesus. Grace through belief. And for a long time, I paid no attention to that equation. Sounded right when I was little, and mom would take me to her church, or grandma would take me to her church. I was not raised in the church by any means, but I was exposed to those theories, that, that, that they're the price for you to receive God's grace was that you had to believe in the assertions of this religion. And a discussion ensued in this class about who could receive God's grace and, and who couldn't. And I was befuddled by this. And I heard this, I heard a person in class actually ponder if Mahatma Gandhi went to heaven or received God's grace. And my initial response was to be angry with the person, but then I had to think, well, that's what's being said, right? That's what's being taught. That's what this particular brand of religion is saying, is that the only way you can get to God's grace is if you believe what we're saying. It was a transaction. It was a transactional uh, purchase. That you can have God's unmerited grace. That's what, you know, unmerited love is what grace means. But it's not unmerited, is it? Because in order to receive it, you have to believe a certain thing in Jesus. Well, studied many theologies and, and people tried to explain this away. John Wesley was a the founder of a, of a Protestant movement, and he said, well, there's pervenient grace. That is grace for everyone. But in order to really grow into that grace and really, to, in order to really accept it and understand it, you had to go into the process of believing. And at that moment during that class and, and time after that class, I really began to see a separation between <laughs> me and what was being professed here in, in, these, in these dogmas, in these, in these uh, doctrines, in these catechisms that were being offered. I remember once walking into a uh, Catholic church. I had a, a friend who was a priest, nice guy, still sending Christmas cards. Uh, and he was teaching his catechism class, and he was talking about how they are now the elect because they have chosen to believe in this church and this doctrine and this dogma. Very transactional. If you join my team, I will make sure you reap the benefits. It's not unlike getting a job, right? If you join our company, we will see that you reap the benefits from that. Well, that's fine if you're hiring someone but it's not okay if you're talking about unmerited love. And it was in that sort of hold on a second moment that I had where I finally understood that what the church was saying, what religion was saying, not just the church I served, but what Christian doctrine was saying in so many words, what, you were not offered, a, offered unmerited grace, unmerited love. 
It was very much an earned thing. Uh, I carried that with me through my entire career. I preached that in many different ways, and I took a lot of heat for it. Uh, The word would be, you're a universalist. Well, I have finally come to understand, yes, I am. (laughs) I don't believe, folks, that, that you have to do anything to understand that you're loved and you are love. So I began to practice, and this led me to a new place, something that is more ontological, that is more about being. I still believe that Jesus offers truth and love, but that's not the question. His historical life is not the question about my faith. His historical life has little to do with my faith. But what he was and what he is calling me to be as a being of love and grace is. And if it's real grace, it's not earned. You don't have to go to a building or join a club or a church or a group. You already have it. You already have God's grace. Because you are God's grace. If God's grace is unmerited love then you are it already. And the question is, how do you come to the realization of that? That's what this podcast is about, my friends. Coming to the realization that you are not only entitled to unconditional love, that ultimately you are unconditional love. You may have lots of layers of false self on top of that, and that's the work we need to do. I will journey with you as long as you want me to on these podcasts. I have no plans on stopping them uh, unless God, unless I'm called to the great beyond or something happens uh, that would prohibit me. But this podcast is about you uncovering what already is. And what already is, despite all the dogma and religious nonsense we put on top of things, what you are, what already is, is the fact that you are love. And you are on a journey to discover that. So, my friends, that's not transactional. You already have the gift. The real question is, are you willing to do the work to uncover it? Let it flower and let it be. I think you are. Hang in there, friends. I think you're doing great. Keep listening, and we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.